Hi, I'm Tyra G, your host of Frankly Speaking with Tyra G. Welcome again to our virtual global gathering of phenomenal women and those of you who love them. Fearsome and generous, humble and honest, in pursuit of new possibilities and purpose. You know, here, we dig deep and we come up strong. We bravely walk into places where tradition has taught us there are some things we just don't talk about. But not at this table. No matter how hard judgment knocks, it can't come in. Beloved, here we live beyond the wreckage every week. We experience, educate, encourage, and empower each other. We share aha moments and stories that have been left in our pockets for too long. Every week, we start right where we are. We ask only that you come, trust in your authentic self, believing that impossible is merely a word. I am so excited about how the show is progressing. We are celebrating the fifth year proof that dreams can come true. Frankly speaking with Tyra G is one of my most precious dreams. I thank God for every remembrance of you, your gifts, your ideas, your presence, and your encouragement. I am inspired. I can't do this show without you. Thank you so much. You're listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, on your TV, computer, or mobile device worldwide. You can hear us at www.radiofairfax.org every Saturday evening at 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Should you miss us, no worries. Catch our archive podcast where you listen to your favorite podcast. Just key in, Frankly Speaking, with Tyra G. Podcast. You feel like connecting with me offline? You know how to do it. Tyra at tyragarlington.com. Thanks so very much for tuning in. And thank you, Courtney Nero, for composing and performing our Frankly Speaking theme song. And for naming it, I'm listening. Our regular listeners know I created Frankly Speaking with Tyra G for an intergenerational and multicultural audience in mind. I wanted to provide multiple perspectives about the life we're living and creating. I wanted to inspire afterthoughts and develop new questions. I used thematic content to keep our stories fresh and relevant. This evening, our story is told by two young people from Generation Z brother and sister and their story will be cataloged in our frankly speaking human library section titled voices from the future social research tells us that generation z is the youngest most ethnic diverse ethnically diverse and largest generation in american history comprising 27 percent of the u.s population pew research recently defined Gen Z as anyone born after 1996. Gen Z grew up with technology and the internet and social media which sometimes causes them to be stereotyped as tech addicted, antisocial, or social justice warriors. Now Generation Z considers it itself 
the most accepting and open-minded generation than any before it. Almost half of Gen Z are minorities compared to 22% of baby boomers, and the majority of Gen Z support social movements such as Black Life Matters, excuse me, transgender rights, and feminism. So, if we use those general Gen Z descriptions as a frame, let's see what picture emerges when a Gen Z brother and sister raised in a faith-based family who recognized and inspired their multiple intelligences say yes to the power within themselves. They sat at the frankly speaking table before. We had fun. We learned things. We were entertained. We'll get more of that today. Today's show is their update, which, by the way, they are producing themselves. So soon, I will join you in the audience. In order to create our common thought space today, I want to share some thoughts that describe the impact of both the spoken word and the nonverbal cues which we use as we live life. Maya Angelou spoke this truth, and it resonated with me. Resonated with me because it's something we all know is true, even if we don't acknowledge it. We try to pretend our words aren't powerful. They don't have something inherently strong in them that make them just as strong as a sledgehammer, or food, or poison, or medicine, depending on how we use them. We don't want to admit it because it's scary. Scary to think that every word we say is a thing, a deed. But the truth is, when we accept this reality, we go deep within ourselves and admit the power of words we, when we carefully use them and are deliberate can create additional power. A tool is only truly powerful if we're aware that we wield it. That's the power we have when we listen to Maya Angelou, when we realize that words are real. That words are things. This isn't just fancy, mystical talk. It's reality. Now, imagine our words and all their power are only 7% of any verbal communication. In all their power, they are the smallest revelation of our thoughts and feelings. Imagine the invisible, committed, and omitted behaviors beyond the words. To discover authenticity and congruence, we must also attend to nonverbal facial and body expressions and to tone of voice beyond the words. So, as we listen to our show this evening, imagine not just the words that have been spoken into the lives of my two guests, but the nonverbal cues they have received to inform and influence them to say yes, the power within them. I want you to take a listen and be inspired by Asa and Naomi Nero. Well, folks, the mic is yours. Thank you so much. Thank you. We're so happy to be back. Um, Thank you, Miss Tyra G, for having us. Uh, And let's get right into it. Yeah. Over the last couple of years, 
my old sister Naomi has been active. She uh, she exercises multiple times a day, runs long distances, and dances frequently. She has run half marathons, plural, y'all, multiple half marathons, and obstacle races. Uh, she's gone camping and backpacking. But her exercise and adventure resume pales in comparison to her educational endeavors. A recent graduate of the University of Chicago, <laughs> she double majored in neuroscience and psychology, uh, took rigorous courses, conducted research, and prepared a thesis that I still don't understand. Along the way, she picked up new people skills, earned professional experience, engaged with a new church community, and made new friends. She has a few years of life experience living independently in a city that she can now bring into her next step. She's also grown in narrowing her goals, weighing priorities, and in perseverance. Now, Naomi's getting ready for her next marathon. Grad school, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I think she would advise her peers to go after their goals with a comprehensive plan to establish themselves in God's community and to seek out opportunities for exploration and adventure. My sister, Naomi Nero. Yay! That was so good. <laughs> Thank you, Asa Nero, my wonderful brother, who, you know, I know him as my little brother, even though he has grown to be quite taller than me, which is very unfortunate. Fortune. Um, and he's always been a very independent, creative, and outgoing. Um, he's always been someone from my perspective, um, enjoys reaching out to new people, and I've been able to hear about the ways that he is growing in that desire at school. So Asa is going into his junior year at the University of North Texas studying jazz drum set. Um, and over the last two years, I've heard a lot about the friends that he's made in his program, um, connecting with roommates, people in his hall, how he's been able to establish and grow in those relationships, even in the you know, beginning that was in COVID and more into the second year. He also, uh, I've seen him grow through his ministry at church. He's not only using, um, you know, his dreams and his skills that he has as a very skillful musician um, during school and out in gigs, but also in his church playing for the worship band, which has been really cool to hear about. Um, and also serving in Young Life which, uh, you know, we, we have Young Life as a uh, Bible study game for young adults in our high school chapter, and he was a part of that, but also growing to be a leader um, in his chapter out in Texas, which has been really cool to hear about. And we, we talk about family values a lot, and I know in college it becomes uh, that time where you really choose, like, are these values ones that I'm going to accept for myself? And for our family, Christianity and our faith is a big part of how we've grown up and um, how we've gone on to live our lives. And it's been really cool to hear how Asa has really taken that um, faith upon himself and uh, being more vocal about how it influences his life and also ministering to others, which, you know, a new endeavor, a newer endeavor he's had with his friends is setting up a company called No Better Love. And they're really using that. Um, it's a clothing company and um, they're using that to be able to um, minister to others and the gospel. So those are a few ways that I've seen Asa really grown uh, at school, which has been awesome for me to see. I'm glad to be back with him in person this summer for a bit. Um, and, you know, I think his main thing he would say and encourage others is to be committed to what you believe, 
and uh, use your beliefs to inspire others. So this is a man of many talents, Ace and Nero. <laughs> Yay! Well, <much> <laughs> of course. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice to be back. We were here, we were talking about it, what, December 2020, so almost um, two years ago, and we were talking about our experience with the transition, with COVID, um, COVID hitting right in the end of my second year of college and the ASA senior year of high school and how that kind of affected our lives. And it's interesting reflecting as we were preparing for this show on um, how the past two years have been. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what would you give like a couple of summary about how the past two years have been for you? For me, it's, uh, it's been a, a time of expansion, not only in uh, coming back to uh, to some activities at capacity that they were pre-pandemic and um, just also that in combination with progressing in my college career, mm-hmm. um, coming more into my own as a student, being more established at my university and in the town. Um, so expansion in that um, we're like, you know, able to commence these activities that we were doing before but also that I, more doors are opening up to me um, as I continue on at University of North Texas, which has been really, really, uh, really great to be a part of. Yeah, I, I like the, the idea of expansion and growth because I think for me, you know, I had my first year, you know, quote unquote normal without COVID. Um, and then coming back into my third year and my fourth year, I'm kind of, it was me trying to expand back into the not only taking up the spaces that I had before, but also discovering new spaces that I hadn't been able to explore. Yeah. Um, and that was really exciting. Why don't you uh, give a little update on how your your time has been in the last two years? What, have, what new things have you been working on? Yeah. Um, so uh, my, my freshman year was 2020 to 2021. That was my first year at University of North Texas mm-hmm. in that spring semester. We uh, kind of went to like a half and half virtual and in-person thing. Um, and then this past fall for my sophomore year, we were back to the in-person, um, back to normal and everything was coming back to capacity, which was really cool. I spent the summer in 2021 working as a camp counselor at a camp called Legionnaire up in uh, West Pennsylvania. Yeah, we used to go as a, as a young kid. That yeah, was cool. That was really awesome to, to be on the other side and, uh, lead these kids week to week and session to session, all these activities and Bible studies and um, just being outdoors, being in creation for that long was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, but for the school year, I I uh, progressed in the lab band, playing in the 7 o'clock and 5 o'clock lab band, um, played in another ensemble with a bunch of jazz trombones called the YouTubes. Um, I was able to play in the, the local arts and jazz fest with the lab band that I was in for the fall semester. Um, and then like Naomi mentioned, I, I was doing leader training for Young t- young Life at UNT um, in the fall of 2021. I've been involved with Young Life since uh, since my freshman year, since about August or September of my freshman year, I really got plugged in, but I did leader training. I've been a leader since the spring semester, um, which was awesome just to be more heavily involved in the community and kind of just go deep with them, um, but also to, uh, to comprehensively work with other students who are my age who have the same goal of 
you know, reaching other students in our community. And um, there's a high school program. I was working with fellow college students, so my fellow students at UNT, but um, being in the community and, uh, and you know, sharing the, the message of the gospel with folks who are in the same kind of stage of life um, as we were. Um, and then I also got to see the young adult ministry grow at my church. Um, like Naomi also mentioned, I play in the worship band there, but uh, uh, me and a couple buddies of mine had been um, trying to, trying to you know, bring the young adult ministry back um, and also kind of liven it up again. We were um, putting on events during the school year and inviting our friends and all kinds of worship nights and that sort of thing. Um, so coming into my own as um, as a believer, not only means for my personal walk, but also that I reach out to people, you know, if you got the best news in the world, you're not going to keep it to yourself. Um, so that like avenues such as Young Life and The Well is the name of the young adult ministry at the church that I attend in, in Texas, um, that we're able to, um, to do that and to reach out. Um, and then finally, I, uh, one other way that I saw expansion in my, in my uh, sophomore year in school was uh, I was able to play around town. I subbed for a really great traditional um, Dixieland band. If you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, check out a Black Powder Vipers. They're a great <laughs> act, and I was able to sub in on drums, and I had a great time playing with them. Some real, real traditional 30s, 40s big band jazz, which is which was a, a great time. Yeah. A lot of a lot of growth in, in new areas of personal life, and then also growth into the community, which I. I, um, you know, was finishing up my my junior and, and senior year these last two years, and especially my senior year, as we were um, kind of getting back into the swing of things up in Chicago. Um, I also was able to get back into the dance groups that I was participating in before COVID, um, finding some new friends also outside of the university, which is cool. I started singing uh, in the worship band at my church. Um, and just getting plugged in with the young adults who are out in the workforce who are a little bit older than me, but that was really cool to have a community there. Um, and then in addition to that, you know, we were, Asa mentioned the thesis, which, <laughs> you know, took up two years of my time, but I was really blessed to be able to do that and work on, you know, some educational endeavors and academic endeavors that I wanted to do. So definitely both of us, I feel like they're, with growth come, um, these challenges that you're pushed through. For sure. Um, like you, I really feel like the, the times that I've grown the most are the times that I've been through, you know, hard times. It's not just easy, you're coasting. Mm -hmm. When I'm coasting, I'm like, ah, no need to change. Right. Um, but change comes and, and uh, things come that try to push you down and you're like, no, 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 I can do this, you know? Um, so that I feel like with both, I mean, all throughout college can be, it's hard for sure. But both of us have kind of come against challenges that we've had to overcome. Um, what are like some things I guess that come to mind for that? Yeah, I mean, just starting off, just the phrase like "to whom much is given, much is required." Um, just thinking about, uh, you know, as you rise in stature, that that new place that you're at demands more of you, right? Your the expectation is also raised. It's not, you know, you're not expected a level two output being in a level five position you yeah. know so um spring semester my freshman year i was in six o'clock lab band and uh the fall of my sophomore year i got to the five o'clock lab band um and 
you know, when you when you can make a move like that, it's not a place where you're still playing at the level of the six o'clock lab band. So we were we were reading music, we were playing more difficult music, and um, you know, I was talking with professors and with the director. I was have to play more intuitively with the music and uh, to serve a, a, a greater role as a drummer and to uh, really dig in and more of the research about the history of the music and the drummers who play on like the original recordings of the charts that we're playing and different approaches to it. Um, and then in the same way, uh, the YouTubes, another ensemble that I played with, our book for that ensemble probably about two, two and a half inches thick because there's just so many charts in there. Um, and for a good probably 60, 60 to 80 percent of the rehearsals, we were pulling out charts and reading them. Um, and a lot of it was music that I'd never seen before, or it was an arrangement that I wasn't familiar with. And then there was the whole dynamic of being the drummer with a pianist and a bassist and eight trombones and trying to, like, where do I fit in the mix here? Where mm -hmm. is my, um, not only my role musically, but also just volume-wise, like my balance, yeah. almost the proper way to support um, this ensemble. And then another challenge that I think is just kind of constant throughout the college experience, for me at least, has just been balancing time. When you have all of these initiatives, I got a lot of goals that I want to go after and a lot of, uh, you know, ide ideals and ambitions. Um, it's kind of weird. How, how much can I lend to each thing um, between young life, now being a young life leader, um, you know, going to church and playing in the worship band and being a part of the young adult ministry practicing because that's like the bulk of my homework as a music major in, in university is practicing my instrument. Right? For uh, each of the lessons, rehearsals for ensembles, hanging out with my friends, um, trying to play off campus and just jamming on campus as well with other music majors. So trying to assign the proper amount of, what's the proper amount of commitment? What's the proper amount of time? amount of energy that I'm mm -hmm. going to spend a lot of times I look at it on like a week kind of a week and a half basis so like man I really want to go to this show that doesn't start till 8 p.m. and will probably go to midnight on Friday so Thursday I'm only gonna you know go to lunch with a buddy and not spend the whole evening or something like that yeah. so kind of uh, bargaining and balancing yeah. yeah yeah and I, I like what you were going back to the the music thing and, and talking about how as you're, you're moving up in the levels and you're moving, you know, from freshman year, sophomore year, junior year, um, and you're getting better, that also means that people are expecting, you know, a lot more from you. And, yeah. and I, I, I mean, I remember you have been playing music forever. Um, and you can, you can, you play like so many instruments, it's wild. <laughs> and I remember going to church, you know, um, we were both playing for the junior choir or I mean you started before I did and you would play you know someone would play a song and you instantly can play it on piano for like he has natural talent <laughs> which you absolutely do you have a ear for music but it's also you know just having the natural talent and having you know the desire to be really good at something isn't the only thing that's going to yeah. get you there you have to work really hard um in order to progress and that's a challenge in and of itself especially you know you're like okay I want to go to want to go to school for music want to go to school for sciences for you know anything um as you're getting better and you're achieving more it's also you have to be willing to put in the work absolutely which is important yeah yeah i think 
For me, I mean, uh, challenges over the last two years. One of them has been uh, probably, you know, when talking about school in my thesis, I was doing neuroscience and psychology, doing a psychology thesis, and I was trying to use, you know, analysis methods that were really difficult for me that in the past I had really not done well in. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, how am I going to get better with these um, methods? The way that I decided to get better at them was using those methods for my thesis, which, you know, I was talking to my friends about it like two, two or three years ago when I was first starting um, the idea for my thesis. And I was like, you know, I don't know how to do this this method that I tried learning in class and I, and I did not do well in that class. So I think I'm going to make my whole thesis thing up. <laughs> and they're like, uh, what? But it kind of goes with, you know, thinking long-term about your goals. And one of my goals is, you know, going to grad school for psychology, which I'm going to bless enough to be able to start that soon. Um, and I was like, this is something that I'm going to need to know. This is something that's going to help me, um, you know, reach my goal. And so how do I do it? I confront it head on. And I think, you know, with a lot of things in the past, for me, it's like, uh, okay, this is hard. But, well, that doesn't mean you give up, you know? And, you know, when you give up, then you're kind of like also giving up on potential opportunities that you could have in the future if you were just to, you know, work on it. Um, so that was a big challenge for me. I mean, trying to deal with all of this data and, do all this analysis and a method that I wasn't good at at the beginning, but at the end you can look back and I'm sure you have, you know, things like this too, where you can look back and be like, I'm so glad that I, you know, put my all into trying this, put my all into, you know, working through these late nights of, of thing, trying to, you know, learn these charts, trying to get ready for these assessments. Um, so that was kind of a big thing for me, uh, but it was nice getting to the end of being like, Oh, I did overcome this, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, and then I, I, I think another thing you can probably relate to also, maybe in a different way, but, um, you know, coming through COVID with uh, seeing all my friends, you know, in person my first year and a half-ish, um, and then trying to stay in touch with them online. Um, and then we kind of had this, like, weird transition period of, like, oh, can I see them? Can I not see them? And um, I think that really helped me realize what friendships were really important to me and what qualities and friendships that were, like, important for me to to have in order for these to progress, in order for these, you know, people come into college and they're always like, or at least I remember hearing people saying, oh, those are going to be the friends you meet for the, and you're, you're going to be friends with them for the rest of your life. Mm. And um, I, I feel like that kind of scared me because I'm like, oh, my gosh, these friendships have to be perfect. <laughs> um, but in the same way, it really uh, helped me make those friendships stronger with communication. I think I'll, I've learned a lot about communication. Being like, okay, this isn't working for me. Or, you know, this is something that hurt me. You know, coming forth and actually being able to just communicate instead of just holding it in and you're like, you know, it just gets worse. So I, I think that was one thing. And then also pushing myself to meet new people. I think you mentioned in the intro, I've grown in like, I don't know if you said social skills, but like what it what, what People skills. People yeah, skills. Yeah, yeah. And I remember uh, talking to mom and dad once and being like, you know, it would be nice to, you know, expand my friends and meet new people. And, and they were telling me for months, they were like, Naomi, why don't you just, uh, you know, just go to this one event? you know, and, and, and meet new people here. And dad has the whole thing, you know, 
going up to a random person and, and talking to them and you hand it off and you're like, okay, can we be friends? You know, just, <laughs> just being quite, quite yeah. out there. And I won't say that I, I always did that because that's, you know, that still scares me a little bit, but um, I was able to kind of expand the groups that I was seeing, expand into, you know, oh, this is a hobby that I had back in uh, high school. You know, in high school, I, I did gymnastics up until, you know, I went to college. And in college, I wasn't competing, but I was able to, starting at the end of COVID, find a group of people who also love gymnastics, and we go downtown to practice. Or, uh, you know, with the worship team, we both were able to find the worship team. And music is something that's really passionate for both of us. And then also that the fact that in high school and middle school, we were playing, um, uh, you know, the children's choir at church. Like, okay, how can I take these hobbies that I have and find people who also like them? And it, it's kind of cool looking back and saying, okay, I have this group who knows me this way and this group who knows me another way. Um, you know, with me, it's dance and music and gymnastics and, and school. Um, and for you, you probably have, you know, different groups with Young Life and the worship team mm -hmm. and, your, you know, your friends at school. And you realize how many people you have there supporting you. And that's Absolutely. really that's a really cool thing to see. Yeah. One thing uh, that came to mind when you were talking about that was my, uh, my best buddy, Caleb, whom I met at University of North Texas. We watched uh, this movie called Facing the Giants. It's about a, a football coach. And it's just, it's just a whole thing. Great film. Go see it if you, if you haven't yet. There's one scene where this guy comes in the office and he's like, hey, God told me to tell you this. Grow where you're planted. And I know that's, that film is definitely not first occurrence of mm -hmm. anybody saying that phrase. But just that um, that idea has always stuck with me. And I think especially it's been accentuated through COVID. But it's just kind of a, uh, uh, it's a common theme um, through a lot of people's college experiences, um, and I say this having not finished it, but just up until this point, I've definitely lived it where you make the most of your um, situation. And, and it's, it's obviously not exclusive to a COVID. Like, that's true of anybody um, at any institution or anywhere where they seek to, to get something out of it or to grow as a person, as a professional, as a learner. Um, but just seeking these places and saying, how can I make the best community? How can I make meaningful connections how can i enhance not only my experience with the people around me by coming together right by mm -hmm. by building these uh, these bonds um and circles of trust and uh strong community yeah I, I think part of that is like okay this is the situation that has been presented to me you know how i'm making the best of it not just for myself um but for the people around me which i think you know something that definitely in covid we've had to uh, deal with more and also, you know, in other ways in our life as well. Yeah. Do you think, um, you know, what are blessings that have come out of the challenges that you've mentioned? What are some things that you're, you know, there are things you look back and you're like, oh, this is really hard, but I'm so glad that this happened because, yeah. you know, this came out. What, what are some things that come to your mind for you? Um, one of those would be uh, meeting my buddy Caleb. We were in, a, in an online class um, and I was, we were like chatting in the, over the Zoom meeting, <laughs> yep. we weren't in the same room, but, uh, he was wearing a hat with a Bible verse on it, and he was sitting in his practice room, so we were talking about, like, the symbols behind him and stuff, and, um, I, I know a lot of folks who are like, uh, man, it's going to be all online, I'm just going to stay home and, like, not go to campus, but I'm glad that I did, because, and I, I'm blessed that I was able to, 
um, because in that situation, we connected virtually, and then we went to a football game, and we've been hanging out ever since. Yeah. And that was one of those situations where, man, this wasn't ideal. Definitely wasn't how I pictured myself going to college, you know, five years ago. But um, making the most out of what we've been blessed to have, which is this this education experience um, in a campus, and and gratefully for both of us for these institutions that are awesome. Um, and we're able to cultivate that, you know, put a seed in the ground and watch it, watch it grow. Um, more recently, uh, being in, uh, in Texas for school and, and coming back home for the summer as a musician, I'm trying to get ingrained in the, in the local music scene, right? Connections with uh, musicians and things like that. Um, and been going to jams in, in D.C. We, we live in Northern Virginia, which isn't too far. Uh, and, you know, sometimes getting into the city is a bear and finding parking is a bear. Yep. And sometimes you show up to a jam and there's a cover charge that you didn't know about. Or there are 20 other drummers signed up and you don't get to play. But it's, it's the moments like those and being fan. I'm just glad that I was able to come. I met somebody new. I networked. I heard some great music. I connected with more people on the music scene. Um, and just looking for those positives and really milking that situation. Uh, if I hadn't gone, then I wouldn't even be able to reap those benefits. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. I think, I think also, um, going back to your first point about meeting Caleb, yeah, yeah. I've had, you know, different experiences with that also having online classes. And one that jumped out at me right now um, is that when COVID first hit and we were online, and at home. Um, the Bible study, uh, we have Crusades for Christ, the crew, and then we also have multi-ethnic university at my school. Um, and I had tried going to at least one a week before COVID, um, and they were like one every other week, and, and usually they end up on the same days, the Bible studies end up at the same days as my dance practices. And then when COVID happened and everything kind of shut down, and dance was virtual so it was a little bit different we weren't practicing as much and i started going to both the bible studies for crew and meiv every week and it was cool it was it was um really accessible with everything being online but i also was just um learning to really prioritize you know bible studies and connecting with other believers which is really cool um and that was definitely a, a time where i was like okay if, if it weren't for this i don't know how long it would have taken me to find my way to this group of people yeah, wow. and it was it was cool because um after you know when we were coming out of covid and i started singing at church and then um i go to church and i have a whole bunch of friends from school for my bible studies who are also coming with me and just having like a separate community that i hadn't had before mm. um and that kind of went to my challenge of like pushing myself to meet new people i was very much like oh I, I kind of know you guys before from, you know, Bible studies pre-COVID, but it was really nice to be able to meet them and, and you know, share lots of time with those people and just having a, a new community to grow into um, and to grow with. Um, a lot of them were fourth years, so a lot of, you know, we grew together our last years and graduated together, and um, so that was uh, really cool to experience as well. For sure. Yeah. And I think also with, you know, we both have, had dreams or have dreams. Um, it's sometimes funny actually thinking back on like dreams that I, I had four years ago and how that those have changed. Mm. Um, and and thinking about you know with change in life and times and sometimes those dreams get altered. And I 
I have generally been someone who is opposed to change. Yes. This is, this, <laughs> this is true. She strongly protested when we moved house. I know, just moving houses. I was like, oh, I don't know, what was that before high school? So that was eight years ago. Yeah. I'd like to think I've grown a lot yeah. since then. Um, <laughs> but I think uh, one, one way I have been pushing myself in that is the dreams that I have as a teacher. And so, like, for me, going to grad school, doing a PhD, eventually I would love to work for the FBI and also um, volunteering in detention centers with um, adolescents who are involved in the criminal justice system. Um, but also approaching those dreams open-minded, being not just like, okay, this is the dream that I'm going toward no matter what happens. That is that is one way of looking at it, but also being open to, you know, other things might come up that God has a different plan. Mm -hmm. um, and then the third thing being, uh, I have uh, one quote that I really like. It says, if the plan doesn't work, change the plan, but not the goal. Yeah, yeah. So um, thinking about, okay, I, this is where I think God is leading me to. Um, but this plan isn't working for me. Right, so right. What's, what's another way to do it? And so I think, you know, I don't know if you have any other thoughts about that in terms of your dreams or help first. What what are your dreams? Well, yeah. Um yeah, for a very long time, like we're talking grade school, I've always wanted to, to make my living as a musician um, of some sort. But narrowing that down and coming into college really made me think about, okay, like what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and I know that my goal professionally is to uh, make my living from live performances, um, kind of touring work and playing gigs. And then also session work as a recording artist, musician, um, backing bands and as a part of groups um, on drums and hopefully other instruments as well. Um, but yeah, I totally resonate with that. And uh, a musician recently was uh, given a clinic and was talking about um, have a 10-year plan and have a five-year plan and have a one-year plan. Um, and your one-year plan will change. Your one-year plan will definitely change mm -hmm. but keep that that longer goal the same keep your eyes on that um and it's kind of like a road trip right like you have your destination but there's a ton a ton of ways to get there yeah um and being open to that being flexible um yeah that's that's uh it's going to set you up for success yeah for sure. so i guess one of the the last things i want to talk about was um kind of with dreams but more of the short-term goals for the future mm -hmm. and i know with me it's like okay there we're both going into next next parts in our life i'm going into grad school you're going into um your second half of college it's really cool and exciting as an upperclassman now um <laughs> i know <laughs> right you didn't, I didn't even think about that, that. Whoa, that's wild. Um, so what are some, like, next steps, short-term goals? Uh, what's on the horizon for you? And how do you see, you know, the past couple years influencing how you're going forward? For sure. Um, another shameless plug, Naomi mentioned this earlier, but um, myself and Caleb and his brother Gavin, we started uh, this company called No Greater Love, which is all about uh, making affordable clothing that Christ by starting conversations with the truth of the Bible and um, we've been we were able to launch earlier this month and it's just been awesome reception so seeing that through and 
um, continuing to pour into it and make these designs that are really about starting conversation and ultimately sharing the gospel um, is something that I want to continue with. And then also uh, just establishing myself, establishing myself in um, the music scene, not only in Denton, Texas, or my university is, but wherever I end up settling down post undergrad. Um, that's what I'm working towards. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, for me, you know, one of the things is thriving in this new um, academic season, um, starting at Georgetown in two weeks because we have, or not even, a week from Monday because we have, uh, we have a summer class that they have us do. So starting my PhD five-year program in psychology, which I'm really excited about, but I'm also hoping um, as I get more established back into the community in DC, uh, starting to volunteer um, in different spaces, just encouraging young adults and adolescents as in different stages in life, you know, people out in the community, um, helping with uh, applying to college, you know, just coming out of it. I know it's a whirlwind. I remember the application season being a whirlwind. Yeah. And, and we're blessed to have a lot of resources to be able to do that, but um, helping uh, other, other people who might not have those resources be able to access those. And then also I mentioned um, working with kids who are in the criminal justice system and just encouraging them. And, you know, for us having big dreams and looking to the future um, is something we're blessed enough to think about, but also encouraging other people who might feel like they don't have that luxury of thinking about it, remembering, you know, you, you're not your present situation and you can get out of, you know, the challenges that you are in right now um, and, and have those dreams that you can achieve. So I think uh, those are kind of abstract and I'm hoping soon I can um, make them more, you know, set in stone and, and figure out opportunities where I'm able to uh, look forward into that and complete those goals. But, um, I really like, I guess, overall, our looking back on on these um, these two years, how we've changed, how we've grown, uh, where we have advanced, um, yeah. but also now kind of looking forward to our goals and and thinking about how we're not afraid of these upcoming changes mm-hmm. and this upcoming growth, the continual growth. Um, so I guess we both wanted to close out with these letters that we have written to our future selves, which I'm very interested to hear Asa say his, and then I will go on to mine. Yeah. Um, before I do that, I'll extend an, an invitation to the audience. Think about um, maybe the last couple of years in your life. Yeah. Um, what's changed, how you've grown with it, uh, some ways that you can continue to grow with it, and then... Uh, to the future as we look to the future. Um, what are you working toward? What do you what do you see for yourself in the future? Yeah. Um, so here's my little my little address to myself. To the future, Mr. Nero, I hope you are well. You obviously know more than I do. You are older, therefore wiser, or at least you have more life experience and let's hope that's led to some wisdom. Uh, now I don't purport to know anything at this point that you don't. But I offer advice and aspirations that I hope you will appreciate nonetheless. Be diligent in daily biblical study, in music practice, in loving others, and in optimism. Don't underestimate your willpower. Be relentless in sticking to systems and mindsets that are edifying in your day-to-day life. Be actively engaged in fellowship 
and service in the community of a Bible believing church. Bond with people who are humble, enthusiastic, accountable, modest, and neighborly. Create your professional cohort with driven and perpetually curious people, and make connections with people who you uh, make connections with people who are where you want to be. Continue to listen for music all around you, in creation, in traffic, in the street, in chaos. Read, please read more. <laughs> read about fiction and science and science fiction, adventure and artists and history. Remember the innovators of the music you play and emulate their expression without idolizing. Be present, be ubiquitous in your music scene, be known and be a resource in your community. Be a light by living in the world and of the word. I hope you are taking every opportunity to share Christ, make music, and make a friend. And finally, as me and my buddy Caleb always like to say, be vigilant. Sincerely, Mr. Nero. Nice. I really like that. All right. To the future, Naomi. How are you? Now, how are you really? I hope you have been able to take time to really reflect on that and your answer and given others the space to truly answer. That is a question we're so quick to ask and to respond to with a simple, I'm good. And I've been working on truly listening to myself and to others and giving them the space to be open, knowing that I'm here for them. I hope that is something you're continually trying to work on. Over the last few years, I've learned about the power of friendship and finding people who understand it and accept who you are and the person you strive to be. Though it can be hard, I found that this is important to go out of your comfort zone and meet new people, developing friendships that are built on mutual trust, honesty, and respect. I hope that you've pushed yourself to meeting new people and building lasting connections, while also realizing that some friendships are for a season and that's okay. No matter what, you are never alone. I hope you've continued to appreciate the little things that bring a smile to your face, like playing the piano or guitar or singing, having thoughtful conversations with a close friend, spending time unplugged and outdoors, watching the sunset and looking at the stars. What new experiences have you discovered? I also just wanted to remind you not to forget who helped you get to where you are. Yes, you have graduated college, completed a thesis, gotten into grad school, and are working through a PhD program. But it's not only you who have done this. It's you plus the strength and support of God, your family, and your ancestors have paved the way for you to have access to these opportunities and resources that have helped you thrive. But in addition to all of that, you are indeed very smart, hardworking, determined, and a creative person who hasn't given up at the sight of obstacles or collapsed under what can feel like the weight of the world. I hope that you've only recognized that, but are able to use your position to encourage others that they can do it as well. You're not born simply to reach a high place and achieve, but also to use those achievements to help your community. Now, some parting questions. What, what are your dreams for yourself and for the world? What can you do to bring joy to yourself and to those around you? What have you received that you don't deserve? And what have you accomplished that you have worked hard for and are proud of? Love, Naomi Nero. <laughs> Thank you. My, 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 what a gift in the uh, entertainment world. I think they said, drop the mic, right? That's what they did. That's what they did. You know, you just heard from our future. 
you just heard hope and joy. You just heard dreams. I tried to write some key words that I and key ideas that I heard. I think one of the fun ones that we all need to grab hold to is grow where you are planted. I love the fact that they talked about lessons learned, uh, things that had challenged them. And what I loved was they came up with the methodology of leaning in and overcoming. They looked back and evaluated how far they had come. Some of the blessings I thought were special, especially Asa meeting a best friend, Caleb, you know, and Naomi figuring a new pathway to friendship through faith, faith-based activities. I think what we heard from them was active faith. We heard family investment. We heard the importance of friendship. We heard authentic community involvement. I tell you what, I just, <laughs> I'm just kind of sitting here going, wow. Well, I need to tell you, you just heard them talking. You just heard their ideas. You just heard the creativity of their words. But guess what? They are multiply, multiply, is that a word? They have multiple, multiple, multiple talents. And we're going to share another one now. I'm going to ask Naomi to give us a lead in on the musical gift they're about to give you. Naomi, would you do that? Yes, of course. So um, this next gift of, that we have for you guys, this is a song that we recorded, a cover of um, Stand Up by Cynthia Revo. And this song was one of the leading songs in the movie from 2019 about Harriet Tubman. Um, and it, it goes over her life and her journey to freedom. Um, and the song specifically is really expressing her strength and determination um, to reach that freedom, not only for her, but to also uplift her community around her and um, lead them all to freedom together. Um, so this is a song that we really enjoyed putting together. It's, it's really um, empowering and powerful uh, for us as we've been listening back to it and working with it. All right, here we go. For my people While the clouds roll back And the stars fill the night That's when I'm gonna stand up 
You have been listening to Radio Fairfax, Fairfax, Virginia, on Cox and Verizon Files, Channel 37, Comcast, Channel 27. And we are webcast worldwide at www.radiofairfax.org. I want you to know that your seat at the table is guaranteed. And I want you to remember to treat yourself like someone you love because you're special. You are amazing just as you are. You're stronger than you feel. You're smarter than you think. You're more beautiful than you know and more loved than you could ever imagine. So what I want you to hear now is a special, a special thought that Naomi and Asa created the last time we were together, when we were in pandemic format, and they wanted to add something positive to the recipe. So let's listen up. 
This is Tyra G wishing you the best. Remember, smile.